it was such a tremendous boost. I would say on a personal level, it gave me so much more confidence, Tori, because now I was able to let the world know what I've really been doing and what I'm capable of. And I've always said, you know, without sounding insecure, putting myself out there and just being so involved with every single client as we went through their homes, I was lacking in marketing. And what you did for me by coming in and photographing and saying, look at these homes, look at what you're doing. You've got a whole business here. And I really wasn't marketing myself. And as soon as we started to put your images on Instagram, all of a sudden the world knew, wow, I knew that she did something and I knew that the beach home was the shop, but all of a sudden we arrived. You helped me arrive as a seasoned interior design firm. And it started with Instagram. Then, before we knew it, this beautiful home that you had the vision to come back and photograph at night, which was such a showstopper. Obviously, the editors at New Jersey Home agreed. You're listening to Brand Lift with Tori Sikama, where each week we demystify branding, marketing, and business to help you get seen, get published, and get booked by dream clients. I'm a beach-loving mom from the Jersey Shore who quit her full-time gig and picked up a camera. Six months later, I was published in six different magazines for my interiors and branding photography, launching me down a path to booking clients who love me. Needless to say, I'm obsessed with all things branding, marketing, and design. Now, I'm bringing my 20 years of marketing expertise and my passion for photography and design to help you get in front of your dream clients too. I'll talk about the real struggles of being an entrepreneur, creating a brand that people love, and how to set yourself apart and grow your business quickly. If you're a photographer, interior designer, architect, builder, or you just love all things design like me, grab a martini and get cozy as we gather to get real about your brand identity, numbers, marketing, and more so you get seen, get published, and get booked. Get ready to give your brand a facelift with Brand Lift. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to share a few quick, exciting things that are happening behind the scenes here. For the last couple of months, I've been working on a resource to help you with your goal of becoming published. Well, I'm happy to report that guide is officially available for purchase today. If you are a designer, architect, or builder looking to grow your brand to the next level or to be published, but you're not really sure where to start, this guide is for you. I cover the six S's of success to get published, how to tell your brand story to attract your ideal clients, and how to grow your brand to the next level. You can head over right now to the show notes to access that. And in other exciting news, I will be heading to North Carolina, High Point to be exact, in October to speak at Universal Furniture's Learning Center on the topic of telling your brand story visually and the importance of a professional portfolio and social media presence. I am super excited and honored about this opportunity, and I'm looking forward to taking you all along the journey with me. Keep an eye out on my Instagram and stories as I share more about the event 
over the next couple weeks. And if you happen to be in the area, I would love to see you there, my friend. My guest on Brandlift today is Joanne Marino, founder of The Beach Home and TBH Interiors in Lavalette, New Jersey. Growing up on the Upper East Side of New York City, Joanne would visit the iconic furniture department at Bloomingdale's with her mother as a young girl, spending hours moving through the rooms and appreciating the vignettes. Joanne and her mother would walk to Ralph Lauren's store inside the Rhinelander Mansion and visit the Kipps Bay show houses, imagining life in beautiful, comfortable environments, appreciating the creativity, quality, and warmth that the architects, craftspeople, and designers brought to life in these incredible rooms around Manhattan. Joanne loves the design and the creation of comfortable, meaningful spaces, including at the beach. As Joanne says, the beach home life is all about the love and nothing makes me happier than experiencing the delight our clients feel when their rooms and homes inside and out reflect their joy when spending time near the ocean. Welcome to Brandlift, Joanne. I'm thrilled that we're finally sitting down to chat. Oh, Tori, it's so nice to be with you again. Thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. I appreciate you carving out this time. I know life is busy right now with getting Ava ready to go visit some colleges and the kiddos keep us on our toes, don't they? They certainly do. This remains the challenge of us moms and small business owners, doesn't it? (laughs) Momagers, whatever you want to call it, mompreneurs, we do it all. Well, we heard a bit about where you grew up and what influenced your love of design, I'm curious to know how you came to own your own design firm. Well, going back to, you just took me down this stroll down memory lane, which always warms my heart. It brings me back to watching my mother's appreciation of design herself. And so she was always following what was on the cutting edge of design. And particularly Mario Bawada stands out as someone that my mother really loved. And so as we would furnish or she would furnish our weekend home in Rockland County, she put as much as she could into fabrics she sewed herself. So there was this idea that a home was made up of whatever you can contribute to it, right? And she was sort of a, as I like to say, like a self-proclaimed designer. But then throughout the years that we walked through these homes, as you mentioned, and every single year I looked forward to the Kipps Bay Show House and any other, sometimes Southampton, but there were a few of them in the city. And we always walked through and loved it and would learn down to lighting and things that resonated with me years later. To answer your question, it's hard for me to answer without going back a little bit to my career in real estate. So in my 20s, I started to work in residential real estate. And what I did was I worked in on-site sales, which meant I had one building at a time that I was responsible for. And within each of these buildings over a period of 10 years, we would have model apartments. So as a real estate manager of the sales office, I was able to work side by side with real top brand interior designers who were hired by the marketing company, and I would watch them create, again, an empty white vanilla apartment, and all of a sudden it would be a home with every detail that one would put in as a designer. 
So I loved that process. And then I went on to successfully sell real estate for these 10 years while this is the important part. The on-site meant I had the product, people came to me. Okay, I got married, decided to stay home with my babies, and about 10 years after being home, I decided it was time to do something different and opened a retail shop in our town where we had a beach house. So I married a man who introduced me to Lavalette. I opened the beach home in 2010, and the feeling of having a retail shop where people would come to me read very similar to my real estate experience where I had a beautiful sales office surrounded by beautiful things in model homes and people came to me because I had the product. So when people say, how did you open a retail store? I actually take that back to my knowledge of real estate and design and surrounding yourself with beautiful things. So 2010, 11, 12, it was going very well. People would immediately ask me if I would come into their homes and I said, I'm really just a retail shop. I'm selling beautiful things for your home. And then after Hurricane Sandy destroyed everything, it was devastating. And more devastating was seeing that people didn't really need the accessories and beautiful things in their home. They actually needed the hardware and they needed to shop at and the infrastructure of the town. But, you know, it gave me an opportunity to regroup and decide whether I wanted to pursue this anymore. And it was so satisfying over those years that people loved what I offered, loved my knowledge, and face it, it was really positive reinforcement <laughs> and wonderful to get away from being home with three babies that I love. You know, there's nothing more important in my life than my three children, really. But it allowed me to escape. So after sitting down and watching Lavalette go through this new infrastructure, my husband and I decided that it would be prudent to go ahead and reopen. A lot of people, councilwomen, asked for me to come back. They said, the town needs you. We all really need to get back into this town and what it means to be a homeowner. And so in 2014, I opened the beach home again, but I immediately started to put more furniture and really the larger objects that we need. And that's when I said, I'm going to go with this. People were asking me to come into their homes. They were willing to pay me for decorating and design help. And I didn't know that I could do interior design per se without all the certifications and being a part of the New York Architectural Digest. The scene. Yeah. And it turns out at the end of the day, as a homeowner, you want for your home to be comfortable. You want for it to represent you. And I realized that Tori, I was actually able to achieve that with my customers. I didn't need all of this experience and all my real estate experience that helped me get to where I got in terms of sales. It was a very organic way to grow my business, 2014, 15, 16. And the real, by 2019, it was important for me to get the message out there. We are a full-blown interior design service. We actually can do it all. We now can help you with paint colors. We could help you with lighting. We could help you at the blueprint stage. We could sit down with you because I realized I'm actually pretty good at, you know, the way a closet door should swing and where the electrical should be. And so that's how I ended up owning and creating my own interior design firm. It was, as I say, really organic. I went from retail of a home accessories and furniture store to listening to my client. And before you knew it, I was helping people decorate 10 homes in the first year that I started putting stuff in the back of my car. 
And here we are. So we have a staff and TBH Interiors is the arm of the beach home. We still have the retail shop in Lavalette. And we have designers who work out of the shop, but we have another location and it's going great. It's been a success and a lot of it thanks to you and the beautiful photography. Oh, well, we will definitely talk about photography, girl, and how we met and how organically that came together. But I want to just kind of summarize what you just said, because There's so many powerful things in what you just said. Number one, being a woman myself who was in corporate America and pivoting and having many iterations of my life and different phases, also being a mom, I think that there aren't any mistakes, that everything that we have done as women leads us to where we are now and It's not by accident. It's literally by design. And the fact that you mentioned this happened very organically, it's because you have brought all of these rich experiences from when you were a child and having the influence. For me, it was being on set with my dad. He was in publishing. He worked for Condé Nast for Mm -hmm. Home and Garden and being Mm -hmm. on the sets and seeing the photographers and seeing the designers and all the magic that they created. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you said, out of a white box. So then leading you to Lavalette, which was my stomping ground during my college years and into my family vacation there in the summers, it was devastated by Hurricane Sandy. Yes, And we didn't know if it was coming back. And so that was a very sad time in our history here in the Northeast in New Jersey. Yes, most certainly was. And personally, I wrestled between my losses as a homeowner and mother of three young children because they were so young. And, you know, needless to say, the house was destroyed. And we lived in a ranch where every room had their beautiful little toys and belongings and baskets on the floor. So that was hard because, as you know, the love and affinity that people have towards the Jersey Shore, I didn't grow up with it, but I very quickly became a lover and follower of it. And this was really a second home. So I tried not to feel bad for myself because it was a second home and it wasn't a primary home. But yes, it was devastating. And that's why we had to pause and regroup and see what was going to happen. And was this going to come back? And thank God for people like my husband. And I say at the time, it was um, my husband and it was Governor Christie. They were determined to make this happen and that it was going to come back and it was going to come back stronger than ever. And with the support of Hurricane Sandy Strong, Jersey Strong, and the grants that were offered to us as small business owners, here we are. Here you are, resilient as ever, stronger than ever. Yeah. And so when my kids were small, we kind of went away from Lavalette and went down to Ocean City, New Jersey, very family friendly. But Steve and I always, Lavalette just beckoned us. And so a couple years ago, we rented a right on the beach, beach home, and just exploring Lavalette. I happened upon the store. Now, it wasn't by accident that I happened upon your store because a mutual friend of both of ours, Marianne, our boys swam together and went to school together at CBA. And she would talk so about, she worked at the beach home. You've got to check it out. It's really cool. So one afternoon, my girlfriend and I popped in the shop and Joanne, that was it. I think there was... Weren't you having a pop-up shop? No, you were getting ready. Getting ready for the ladies, yes. 
That's right, ladies' night. And so I came back for that as well. But I walked into your shop, the beach home in Lavalette, and it was magical to me. Everything, my eyes were just all over your store, gazing up and down and back and forth. And I think you and I didn't stop talking for, I don't know. It was as if we knew each other and were always meant to have that encounter. I remember like it was yesterday, you coming in and we started talking. And then when you mentioned Marianne and the rest, it was also the beauty was like holding up a mirror. Like you just said, there were a lot of moments and a lot of stories that I think we shared as women and pivoting and, you know, what makes us tick and all the different categories that we have had to fall under or been lucky enough to fall under, right? Whether it's executive, whether it's wife, daughter, mother, and how do you, you know, this is when I think all women need to rely on each other and know it's okay to share and vent sometimes because I don't know if that day I was sharing with you any things that might've been in my head other than just getting ready for a really exciting ladies night. But clearly as we got to know each other, and like you said, we'll talk more about the photography you did for me, but how many times I had to say, oh, I can't do tomorrow because I'm running in to see my dad who's at a hospital or oh, got to reschedule. So anyway, thank God we all figured it out. But it was so incredible meeting you that day. And in that hour or so that we spent, it was like we knew that we would be partners somehow, some way. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. We did it. And I love working with you because it's just so easy and we collaborate on the same page and we see things so similarly. And when we're styling together to get that just the right frame through the lens, it's just a, a wonderful collaboration. And that's when the magic happens. Yes. It and is. I can recall being on the house on the bay. Mm-hmm. And that is the home that we've had some success being published with. And I remember that all-day shoot, you stopping off. Oh, gosh. Where did you stop off to get all that incredible food for the kids? Oh, Joe Leone's in Point Pleasant. <laughs> yes, Joe Leone's in Point Pleasant. And we styled the top to bottom of that home, that beautiful home on the bay. Yes. It is the details, though, isn't it? So here you added the details. And then all of a sudden, that beautiful photo that you were taking had a little bit of color in it because... You told me that the twist of lemon in that little bit of water juice, whatever it was, actually brought color into your photo. So again, I love that I can learn with you each time that we style and then to look, like you said, literally through your lens and see what you're able to capture. It's not something that we do when we design, right? I'm able to look at a room and yes, the styling's important. I don't know that something is missing until you hone in on it. And when you look through your lens is when I'm able to say, oh, you know what? That actually could use a little tray on that table or that could use something else. So it's very helpful to work with you in the styling and looking at your photography as well. It is true that interior design and interior photography are totally different animals because how we live in a space 
as being family and that coziness is so vastly different from how we style and purposefully move pieces in and out of frames for different compositions. It's just different. And so the fact that you understand that, and I think that has a lot to do with your background, is just wonderful for me to work with clients who understand and acknowledge that and and also give me the freedom to be creative, to create a picture and an image. And yes, we always tell the homeowners, we promise we will put everything back exactly as we found it. But we kind of do move things around though, don't we, Joanne? Yes. And and (laughs) my point being that sometimes that addition stays because it really looks better. And I might've learned something about styling in a couple of the rooms we've walked through. Well, yeah, I know. And particularly on that project, I recall, so we finished up, we wrapped up and your wonderful husband came at the end of the day. We were exhausted. Thank goodness there was an elevator, but (laughs) he was so gracious in helping us kind of get to the finish line that day. We were losing light, literally. Yes, Yes, I remember. But as we were losing light, I think I turned to you and I said, Joanne, I have a vision in my head and I knew your husband had a boat. You have a boat. Yeah. And I said, could we come back and capture this at dusk? Maybe from your boat? (laughs) Right. I recall. And it would have, um, first of all, the images you got were better than that could have been. Uh, It's the same. I, you know, it is that feeling. And again, something that I would not have thought of. And that was a very creative idea for you. Of course, it was nearing October, November, and boats were out of the water, and it was getting cold. But nevertheless, I was not having that vision because (laughs) I really focused more on the interior. And in the end, that's what we learn about these homes at the beach. And even since then, Tori, we now work with our homeowners on the outside and furnishing the outside and the lighting. So we've come quite a way, even in this one year since you photographed that home. I love uh, and it. In large part because I'm building my own home on the bay and there's so much detail that goes into it that is not necessarily yet interior design. But as I think I was mentioning earlier, yeah, if the homeowner allows me to get in on the really early stages, I think every part of the house should have some input from a designer. I really do. A hundred percent. And that leads me to my next question. Joanne found this beautiful home modest. And now she is creating an amazing new home. So complete demo. I took some before pictures right before demo. It's going to be incredible. The architect is incredible. But most importantly, Joanne, please talk about as a designer through the lens of your expertise, how has this build influenced your design work and working with all of the trades, the architect, the builder, all of the project manager, the GC, how has all of your design background helped you or influenced this build? It's a good question. I will say that in my experience in working on new construction, even back in Manhattan, I didn't realize how one should, if they can, have their finger on the pulse of every single trade. And while I think a lot of designers are shoo-shooed out the door by a lot of the trades because they feel that they're just in the way, and I think they think very often of us as just coming in, hanging pictures and furniture, 
I'm not even talking about my personal experience right now, but I think in general, that was always the thought that many designers are just coming in to decorate. What I have found in my own build is the importance of knowing the lighting contractor, the HVAC contractor, countless. I was there for several hours yesterday, Tori, and I'm not even sure where to begin, but let's just talk about the stages and what I always knew was it would be great if we could meet with a new design client when they bring us the blueprint. And why? Because my designers and I have the experience again now in which way doors should swing. Very, very important to talk about the windows and the style of windows, because if you are a fan, for example, of an inside mount window, then we need to be sure that you are going to be selecting windows that are going to allow for that. What is the height of the ceiling? Are you going to want crown molding? Suffice it to say that I rely a lot on my customers' inspiration, their photos, and I always ask them to bring me what they know they love. And then we compare notes into projects that we've done. And then you can take that to the architect while you're already, say, at this blueprint stage. But you need to be mindful of the cost and at what point are you making changes. So when I first met with the architect, I had my favorite book. My favorite designer that I follow, I'd say, for the past 10 years is Victoria Hagen. And funny little side note, I think part of it is that 20 some odd years ago when I was working and selling apartments at Trump International Hotel and Tower, I sold the top floor. Donald Trump had one end of the um, top floor and a GE executive had the other. And Victoria Hagen was his interior designer. So I got to take Oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, but you know, again, how things resonate and it's funny. And here I was just the sales agent at the building and I knew that I was with this celebrity designer and little did I know that I would be trying to follow and model, you know, what she does years later, but she still is, you know, she just does incredible, beautiful beach homes, but she happened to do this fabulous five or six bedroom apartment we sold. But getting back to... So I showed up with this book to my architect and I said, this is the thing I want. And so we kind of sketch out from there and whether it's blueprints or a sketch, that's where we would love to come in as designers. Mm-hmm. And with that, then you're able to say, okay, we're going to have nine feet ceilings. We want carpet ceilings. We want this much glass on the bay. And that's kind of how we're building right this minute. What you then find is, okay. Well, you now need a lighting plan and your architect creates that for you. And there's a engineering HVAC plan. And there's a tremendous amount of plans that are done that really need to be reviewed by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was the learning curve this week where I said, wow, I didn't realize I needed to look at everything so technical, the lighting plans, because I know, you know, when you're sitting down designing a house, this is coming so much later, but it actually isn't. And so the beauty in what I'm learning by hands-on is sharing with my designers, okay, the next time we meet with someone, we're going to go through what are their thoughts on lighting, literally meaning how much light do you want in this room? Do you think you're going to want a pendant or you need hi-hats? Because that's actually affecting my coffered ceilings today. Then it's the sound systems. Are you planning to have sound systems throughout? And there's so much technology out there. In fact, I think that you and I might have attended one together at an architect's office. It was very, there's a lot of different seminars and it's very important also for people to know whether they want this, but let me go back to the real true interior design. I'm not bringing the sound systems to my customers, but I am asking them, in fact, if it's something that they want, because 
somewhere there needs to be made a placement for speakers, for grills, for returns. And if I'm going to be suggesting a beautiful grass cloth wallpaper in this room, I really want to know that these things are hiding. Oh, yes. You have to know where they are. Yeah. And so in the very beginning and early stages, these things are not set. Even though you think that they're set in the drawings, they're really not. Because what happens is the different trades get there and something is a little bit off. Something doesn't look exactly like the plan. 99% is built. Oh, yes. But it could be that, oh, okay, a case in point, which we've already resolved, but I've got a very fabulous open floor plan that we're building. And when I, from the beginning, from the very, very beginning, when I sat with my architect, we imagined it to be a beautiful open floor plan. And we'd have this dining room with a beautiful pendant hanging down the center. And you would actually see this when you walk into the home. So that was sort of a no brainer. And last week when I arrived, there was a vent and a grill. <gasps> no. And I just thought, oh boy. So what did I learn from it? I learned that yes, you can make these changes and things can be hidden, but there's a short window. So designers, if a client can't be there for the build themselves, it will behoove them to have designers go there regularly and work with their project manager. And I have found that to be great that when I go or I send people from my shop to the site, they can be there to go, no, 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 no. We know we're putting a light fixture here. Let's find another place for this. So it's been a continuation of that. Thankfully, as I say, I've got walls and ceilings open, so it's not an issue for me. But when I came home, I thought about it last evening and I said, I've really learned that I need to alert new clients who are building new homes that you've got to be the squeaky wheel. You've got to let us step in front of you because at the end of the day, I cannot build you that beautiful room unless, you know, you have to make allowances for things, number one. And I can make a beautiful room out of any. That's not the concern. But the point is, if it could be more beautiful without that extra little return or let us get in early on and do it. So I've got loads of things. I don't want to bore you, but I have a lot of notes that I took and things that, you know, a simple thing like, again, yesterday, here's the quick fix. I found that the circuit breaker panel is not exactly where I would want it. It's in the laundry room. That's where it should be, right? That's exactly where someone thought it should be. But I walked in and I went, oh, brother, they had no idea that I planned on doing a built-in counter shelf there to fold. So what am I going to do with it? I'm still going to put wallpaper and I'm going to hang a nice picture over it. But I think that a homeowner may not know that and they may not know the fixes and how to do a quick fix. So these are all the little notes that I'm saying I'm learning on my own. But I think that this is all a very important part of what we do as a design team and where we can help. So when people come into Lavalette, if they want us to help them decorate rooms, that's great. That's easy. We can do that. But we really now do have a lot of experience having built, and I'm talking about not just myself, but my staff, having built our own homes and having worked for architects. It's very helpful to say, let us walk through this process with you often. A hundred percent. But what I'm going to echo again is what we talked about in the beginning, is it's a very organic process. Designers 
use their homes as their labs. I know personally, I use my home to experiment with different compositions and different ways to style something. And that's how I learn. And so my home is truly an environment for making mistakes and doing it again. And so I think that is such a perfect segue to say that it's not an experiment, but in a way it is. And you're creating this blueprint through experimentation and using it as your design laboratory. Yes. And it's funny because my husband from the beginning said, I want this to be your showcase. I want you to be able to show people what you can do. I'd like you to bring your clients through here. And that was, again, I'm building a home for us. So that really wasn't what I was thinking. And now, like you and calling it an experimentation or a laboratory, oh, yes, I absolutely am looking and I would love to share how do you overcome certain things. So, yes, you can avoid some things when you start early. And then there are the unexpected obstacles that come up that, yeah, we have to switch gears. We have to switch gears and say, okay, so how are we going to dress this up? There is an answer for everything. And there's certainly always a beautiful design response for everything as well. If the window and the ceiling and things aren't what we thought, we are going to pivot. We are going to go back to, okay, let's do a little bit of research. Let's see what's out there. And then we come up with another beautiful design. So I assured my husband that I know at the end of this, I'm going to love my home. (laughs) I'm going to love everything. But you know what? This is what resonates with your customers is all of this experience that you can then translate and help them through the process, whether it's a renovation, whether it's a new build, whether it's just designing a beautiful space in their home. The scope and scale of every design project is different. And now look at what you're bringing to the table, the value that you're adding to their lives having gone through this experience. And it's live, right? It's happening. It's organic. It's right now. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I hope so. And yet, yeah, it is. It really is. And it's funny because it goes back to the days of going to a garage sale with my mother who had the foresight and the vision to know that this little side table with the marble top was going to be a perfect entry piece. And watching her just go through figuring things out and constantly changing I think that's what we do, again, as decorators. A designer, you kind of want to design a lot of things once. But I also work with people, the styling end of it is change it up. It's okay. Change it up a little bit. Move this pillow. Move this throw. Move this. If you get tired of, a lot of people also change things through the seasons versus what we're dealing with down at the beach is pretty much one time, honestly. And so I have a lot of customers who might come back five years later and they want to change a bedroom colorway. But for the most part, this is not as ever changing as our year round homes might be when you throw some faux fur blankets down in the winter. But in any case, that's the other thing with my home, which I should mention, actually, I do see myself living there year round in a few years. Wonderful. Yeah. And we've seen a lot. In fact, um, a handful of our new clients are people, whether empty nesters or not, but many of them are empty nesters, who sold their homes in the suburbs. They moved into their beach house or they're building a beach house, and that's going to become their primary residence. And I feel what that does for me is the design is still classic beach coastal, but I need to know that I'm designing, at least in my house, not strictly 
beach house, beach house, white summer beach house. You're going to see a lot more textures in my home. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. And I cannot wait to do that. And so this is an evolution in your business and brand as well, is expanding that niche to that coastal summer client to the year round. And boy, Joanne, and I know your family's in real estate as well. So please be on the lookout for a piece of property so Steve and I can sell our house. We could have sold our house for a record number, but we had nowhere to go. So even if we sold our house for a record number, we'd be buying a home at a record number. If you know what I mean, there's never any gains there, unfortunately, but nothing would make us happier than to move closer to the beach. We're pretty close to begin with here in central New Jersey. I love the fact that your brand is growing and I love being a part of it as your interior photographer. But the journey that we started together and capturing, I think what we were doing is really building your portfolio of professional images and how that has evolved into getting you published in a design magazine. And Joanne, I just want to know how has The power of professional photography, having a professional presence and portfolio, and then getting published. What has that meant for your business, for your brand? It was such a tremendous boost. I would say on a personal level, it gave me so much more confidence, Tori, because now I was able to let the world know what I've really been doing and what I'm capable of. And I've always said, you know, without sounding insecure, putting myself out there and just being so involved with every single client as we went through their homes, I was lacking in marketing. And what you did for me by coming in and photographing and saying, look at these homes, look at what you're doing. You've got a whole business here. And I really wasn't marketing myself. And as soon as we started to put your images on Instagram, all of a sudden the world knew wow, I knew that she did something and I knew that the beach home was a shop, but all of a sudden we arrived. You helped me arrive as a seasoned interior design firm. And it started with Instagram. Then before we knew it, this beautiful home that you had the vision to come back and photograph at night, which was such a showstopper. Obviously the editors at New Jersey Home agreed. And for those who don't know, Tori, if you can just share that, the incredible, beautiful photographs of a new construction home that we had designed ended up having a 10-page spread in New Jersey home last spring. And to have that magazine on the table when you walk into my shop means everything. So it's the person who comes in that may not know what we do. And now all of a sudden you have validated our services. You have shined something on what we do. Again, indoors, it shows the interior, it shows the exterior, it shows the article that was written, shows how we did work with some of the contractors of those homeowners. So I took what they used as driftwood, for example, and I made sure that we designed around the homeowner's favorite pieces. So what it did was then the magazine came out and then I was getting a lot of emails and comments from friends congratulating us. And then they were sending friends in. And what it did was now all of a sudden we are the first go-to when someone knows someone building, they're able to say, oh, go to the beach home. They do this incredible interior design down at the beach. So it was very, very useful and helpful 
to have the magazine spread, but the images will live on forever because they created a beautiful gallery on our website. So people get to go through it and screenshot and come back to us and say, I want this furniture layout. And I don't know if I ever shared, but one of my favorite moments, again, as a retailer was we sent out a blast email using one of your photographs and a client responded and said, I love this setup. Can you please give me the pricing for these sofas and chairs and et cetera? And she bought them all. Oh my gosh, Joanne. And it was based on your photograph. So this was tremendous to us and it's the power behind the photography. And we all love beautiful things. As I started out saying, well, we love beautiful pictures and we love beautiful inspiration. And that's what you bring to me. So you help me to tell my story. And it's been tremendous. So we thank you for that. And I know that I'm behind the eight ball here again. We have other homes that I need to ask you to photograph. But in between, we stop, we build. But yeah, I would love to start to show the process of my own build. So that will be something we'll continue to work on. And then we could share real true before and after and the whole process. But I think it, it really launched us into where we wanted to be which was known as an interior brand. And quite frankly, I'm spending more um, time and financial investing in the interior design component of my business because there's more there right now than there is retail. And I think the economy will speak to that too. We're going to see retail is always tough, but during times like we might be entering into right this minute, retail takes a back seat. But the homeowner who plans on building is not stopping and they really need our help. They're not, and they're not stopping at the, down the shore. They are not stopping in New Jersey. So I don't know the climate of the rest of the country, yep. but we're in a very unique pocket of the country. The Northeast is not slowing down. In fact, I think more people are migrating here because they are looking for that year-round balance, solitude, connection to something organic. And to your point, you could be the first option that they turn to. And just a point about professional photography is that what professional photography does is it leverages your brand, right? It shows off the work that you've done. So here you have this incredible design project. You've put all of this work in. And mind you, if it's a build, it could be two years. From start to finish, it could be longer. But what photography does is it takes you on that journey and it captures each stage of the process. And now you're leveraging those images to grow your brand, grow your business. So the fact that you understand that is why you and I, it's so seamless because we're on the same page, helping you to grow your brand, helping you to get seen, get published, and get booked by your dream clients, which is happening. And so the experiment is working. Yes, yes. So Joanne, it's been lovely sharing this time with you. I know you're headed to North Carolina, and I'm so thrilled for you and Ava. But if people want to connect with you, they want to find you, where are all the places where they can connect with you? Through my website, through my email, through my cell phone. Would you like me to list them? Absolutely. And I'll have them in the show notes as well. Terrific. Thank you. So the website is thebeachhomelife.com. And right through the contact page, they could send me their email. My direct email address is joanne at thebeachhomelife.com. And my personal cell phone, which is mostly business anyway, is 917-797-5. 
118. And as you hear there, Tori, you could take the girl out of New York, but you can't take New York out of the girl. So I'm never giving up my cell number. <laughs> I love it. And then if people want to connect with you on social media, what's your handle there? It's the Beach Home NJ. Okay. Well, Joanne, I have appreciated this time and I am going to let you fly off. Thank you so into much. Into the sunset and we will be in touch. I will come down to Lavalette, to the Cove, and I can't wait to see the progress on this incredible journey you and your family are on. Great. Sounds terrific, Tori. So nice to catch up with you and all the best. And yes, I would love to meet down at the beach sometime soon. Happy fall. Happy fall, Joanne. Bye-bye. Bye. You just finished another episode of Brandlift where we talked all things branding, marketing, and design. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, head on over to my Instagram at Tori Sikama Photography. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. For show notes and any links to this episode and to snag your step-by-step guide on how to get published, head on over to torysikamaphotos.com and get started on your path of getting seen and getting published. See you next week on Brand Lift.